0: Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide podcast with Stephen Fennick. Let's jump straight in. Tech Guide. This was a real effort to push into that growing consumer space, very competitive space in Australia. Tech Guide. It does give the user plenty of options, whether you're working or viewing content on the device. Keeping you updated and educated, this is the Tech Guide podcast. Knowing Apple, you just don't know what to expect. Tech guide. They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennec. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 206. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news, views, and reviews. Thanks for listening once again, and thanks for downloading. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of the website techguide.com.au. On this week's show, we're going to talk about Apple's patented technology that can disable your smartphone's camera at concerts. Fetch TV introduces two new set-top boxes and Norton's new app that can protect you on public Wi-Fi. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to check out the HP Spectre. This is the world's thinnest laptop. Also on the show, GoPro's latest action camera mounts and Jabra's new Halo smart earphones. And we're going to wrap it up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. Plenty to talk about, so let's jump straight in. Well, concerts nowadays, uh, they're not cheap, by, by the way. You, it does it does cost a fair fair wad of cash to go to a concert, especially when it's a, a big-time artist. And if you're a real fan and you, you want to get as close to the stage as you can, and you do that, but when the show starts, the person in front of you then spends the whole concert recording, taking photos, and generally watching the whole thing through their smartphone. Now, I don't know about you, But that really annoys me. I have been to some concerts lately where in front of you is just a sea of smartphone screens and the reason they're holding them up is to take photos and to take video. Now, wouldn't it be great if these devices weren't in front of you, weren't blocking your view, and everyone could just enjoy the show. That's the reason why you bought tickets in the first place, is so you can be in the same venue as your favourite artist and listen to them perform. He or she, whoever it happens to be, you can listen to them perform, rather than watching the whole thing through your five-inch smartphone screen. Well, Apple has actually come up with a, a patent they originally applied for this patent in two thousand and eleven, and what this patent does is disable a smartphone 's camera at public events like concerts uh, movies. so what happens with the technology the the patent the, the for the technology. Uh, involves infrared beams that would remotely deactivate the camera on your mobile device. So you can't take photos, you can't shoot video, and everyone can just watch the concert as they were meant to do. Now, Apple applied for this patent uh, five years ago, and it was only recently granted. No, no official statements or anything from Apple whether they can actually use this technology, uh, but it's out there. Uh, and I, for one, would, uh, it would solve a lot of problems. If, if you're a real concert fan and you want to enjoy the, the singer or the band or whoever you happen to be watching in concert, it would take away that, that obstacle of seeing all these phones in front of you. I understand recently Adele, the famous female singer, interrupted one of her shows when she spotted a person in the, in the audience filming or watching most of the of the show through their smartphone she actually made a point to say look it's uh it's better with your own eyes rather than looking through that screen of yours in fact if you look at the fine print of your concert ticket you'll find that it is actually illegal to film uh, or photograph the concert you are actually breaching copyright by doing that so they 're pretty lenient here if uh, if they if they took if they took that literally if they really enforced that law, then there'd be no one in the hall because everyone 's got a smartphone everyone 's filming everyone's taking photos. It would be also useful in movie theaters i've been to a lot of uh, first screenings and premieres, and the security is so tight that you have to cloak your phone and by that i don 't mean you cover it with a cloak you have to check in your phone before you actually watch the movie so you hand in your phone they put it in a little plastic bag with a number in it they give you the corresponding number so when you come out you can claim it again reason for that is because it is so that no one can film the movie now, uh, the most recent uh, screenings that I've been to, they don't even bother with this anymore. Rather, they have security people with infrared glasses looking looking at the audience. So they're, they're sitting at the front of the theatre, security people at the back of the theatre, also looking to see if anyone who raises their phone or their screens light up. They're, they're uh, onto them straight away. I went to a recent screening and the person next to me was checking a message and the security guard actually came and tapped them on the shoulder and said, look, can you please put your phone away? But imagine this technology, this this uh, Apple technology that will enable, will the dis- would disable those cameras. Uh, it would really make it so that you there'd be no one pirating, filming and pirating movies. It actually happens. A lot of people do go into cinemas and film re- new releases and release them on the internet. So this this would abolish that practice as well. Are you in favour of this? Do you agree, or are you one of these concert photographers who loves uh, taking lots of photos and videos? Let us know your thoughts. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, at Stephen Fennec, and that's Stephen spelt with the P-H is my handle on Twitter. Or you can send us an email, info at techguide.com.au. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this. But in the meantime, if you want to read more about that story, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Well, Fetch TV... A service that has been around for some time now, well, they've really kicked into a higher gear with the release of two brand new set-top boxes. Not just one, two set-top boxes. They've just been released. They're available either through your internet service provider, so we're talking people like Optus, iInet, Dodo, Primus, all of these uh, providers. And it is also available through retail, through Harvey Norman and JB Hi-Fi. Now, I should explain there are two boxes for a reason. One of them is called the Mighty, and the smaller box is called the Mini. And for, for obvious reasons, you know, one is larger than the other. Well, the both boxes have, well, the main box, let's talk about the Mighty first, that has got four tuners, which means you can watch and record up to six different channels at the same time. And not only do they have free-to-air channels, your normal digital channels, but they also have a range of pay channels in their inter- entertainment pack, which includes things like Disney Channel, E Entertainment, Sci-Fi, ESPN, uh, Style Channel, and various others. National Geographic, there's plenty of them in the pack. There uh, also included on the platform is access to all of your subscription video on demand services, like Netflix, just launched this week on Fetch TV. And Pristan, uh, Presto, YouTube. Uh, you can also—it's also a movie store, so you can rent or buy movies in high definition or standard definition. There are also uh, plenty of movies you can watch for free in what they call the movie box, which changes month to month. And I've got to say, the recent films in that are pretty good, especially if you can watch them for free. So that, that's another great service. And if you're watching, if you're an Optus customer, Optus Sport has just launched as well. So if you're an EPL fan, that's English Premier League fan, the only way you can watch EPL this year, by the way, is if you are an Optus customer of some kind, whether you have a, a mobile service, a home broadband service, or both, or mobile broadband service, that will qualify you to then be able to watch the Premier League. So you can watch it on your tablet, on your smartphone, on your computer. But if you've got Fetch TV, you can also watch it on your television as well. So uh, another good reason to have the Fetch TV box. Now, they're also 4K compatible. So the, the Fetch TV Mighty is a digital hybrid PVR. It's got a one terabyte hard drive on board. Can record up to 585 hours of standard definition TV. That's a lot of TV. You can also pause and rewind, and it's a, it's really fast. There's a new faster processor under the hood, and menus and programs and all your content pops open straight away, uh, and, and there's no no mucking around. Uh, as I said, a lot of free movies as well. Uh, this has also got, of course, you need to connect not only your aerial, but to get those other channels, you need a broadband connection. So, be, being through your internet service provider, usually the the data goes unmetered. If you are, if if you if you're just buying it through retail and connecting to your present isp your internet service provider you'll also you'll need to have plenty of data because don't forget you are using to stream a lot of those those channels not the free-to-air channels they come in through your aerial but those other channels will come in through your broadband connection so a good idea to have plenty of data the remote controls even had a bit of a makeover it's smaller and lighter the number the number keys are actually hidden you press the top left-hand button, and that will then illuminate the top keys, and, and you can see with the number, the numbering on those particular keys as well. Uh, it has it has the ability to record, of course, with that massive hard drive. Now, moving to the Fetch TV Mini. Now, this is a shrunken down version of the Mighty, and it's going to challenge little little products like the Apple TV, Telstra TV, and it still has the same fast performance as the larger box. It doesn't have a hard drive, so you're unable to record directly to the box. It does have a direct connection to your aerial if you do need that, but both these boxes have wireless connectivity, and the Fetch TV Mini can actually connect to the Mighty wirelessly. So for example, if you've got the Mighty on on your main TV with an aerial connection, You've got your recorded programs on the hard drive. The Fetch TV Mini may be in your office in a bedroom where there's no aerial connection. The Fetch TV Mini can still wirelessly connect to the Mighty and stream your free-to-air channels through Wi-Fi. So you can still watch TV even though you don't have an aerial connection because it wirelessly transmits the signal from the Mighty box. And if you do have recordings on the Mighty box, you can also stream it to the Mini if it's on your home network. Uh, There's an app as well that you can download, which allows you then to watch your content, watch live TV, watch your recorded content on the go. And in future, there will be the ability to stream free-to-air channels to a mobile device, your smartphone or your tablet within your home network. So if you've walked in and someone's watching the Fetch TV um, show from the Fetch TV box on the main TV, you can then grab your tablet and watch through your the the Fetch TV app and watch that stream to your device so you're not using data it's it's through your own network which is coming in through the mighty the TV signal through the mighty through your network to your device really handy way to watch TV if someone's watching the main TV to start with the set top boxes are, the, are available from retail as well if you want to buy the mighty that's going to be $399 the fetch tv mini is $149 a really cool system and it does give you a great combination of free to air pay channels catch-up TV channels all in one place rather than jumping in and out. It is also 4K compatible, I should should add. If you're watching 4K content, is quite this box is capable of giving you 4K. Of course, you need a 4K TV to watch it, but it is possible of, say, giving you Netflix in 4K and other 4K content down the track. If you want to read more about Fetch TV and the Mighty and Mini Box, you can look up techguide.com.au. Now, we all like to connect to free free Wi-Fi. Free Wi-Fi is everywhere. You think you go to your cafe, you might go to the airport, you might be in a hotel, an airport lounge. Plenty of places offer free Wi-Fi, often unsecured Wi-Fi. So uh, you can often get on without even needing a password you uh, it is such a popular way to connect, especially people on the go. People are traveling, and often they use their mobile devices to connect their smartphones, maybe their tablets, and of course their laptops as well. Well, one thing and everyone everyone does this connecting to those unsecured free networks. But one thing we're unaware of is the dangers associated with this practice. And by that, I mean, if you happen to be on one of these unsecured networks and there happens to be a hacker on the same network, it would be uncommon for a hacker to sit in an airport for hours on end, watching people connect in and out of this network and snoop their data. And by that, I mean people who are connecting on this. Remember, it's an unsecured network. Hackers have the ability to see what you're sharing. So if you happen to be doing your banking, for example, it will see your password. It will see your account number, possibly your credit cards. It may even see your, you logging into your home, smart, your smart devices at home. All that information is available if the if there happens to be a hacker on that same network, and it's not an uncommon practice, hackers often just sit in a network and snoop other people's data, trying to gain some information, trying to get some kind of financial advantage. Well, Norton has come up with a an app that can protect you in this situation. It's called the Wi-Fi Privacy App. And it was released, they, they did a, 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 a Wi-Fi risk report and asked a lot of questions. Customers uh, were unaware of the risk. Like, for example, more than one in two Australian consumers, 63%, thought their personal information was safe using public Wi-Fi. That's nearly two-thirds of people. More than half of Australian people, consumers, have logged into personal emails, 50%, social media, 51%, while using unsecure Wi-Fi networks. One in four have accessed their bank or financial information over public Wi-Fi. 24% have connected to their home device over public Wi-Fi as well. So once once these consumers were aware of the risk, then the consumers then expressed their main concerns. And of course, unauthorized access to financial information is right up there, as is access to personal photos and videos, being infected by malware, uh, having user information stolen, so that's a great concern. Seventy-four percent of Australians would dread a criminal selling their password or to sensitive accounts. Uh, so it, the dangers that we were unaware of now that people are aware of the dangers, they are they do have concerns that their data may fall into the wrong hands, and that's where the Norton Wi-Fi Privacy app comes in. It is basically a VPN, which is short for Virtual Private Network. And what it does, it creates a, a, your, own, your own little private tunnel into that network. So you're able to view uh, your, your data, your information securely, and anyone else on that network won't see a thing. So it does protect you. It's a personal ex, your personal access to the internet, no matter where you are. Uh, the app is available for trial on the Google Play Store for 7 days you can also trial it on the App Store if you're using an iPhone for 30 days but when you ha- when you do want to use the app it's it's 30 bucks US on Google for 12 month subscription on Android devices 47 dollars for a 12 month subscription on iPhone and iPad devices there is we believe a PC and Mac version coming as well. So you can use it on your browsers on your desktop. So uh, it is worth thinking about it. It is a small price to pay to protect your data. You just never know who who may fall victim to these hackers. It could be you. It could be me. It could be someone you know. It's not worth taking that risk. And the Norton Wi-Fi Privacy App can really put your mind at ease. If you want to read more about that story and what's involved, there's some images there too and, and really an explanation of the technology and also the those uh, worrying survey results, you can check it all out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And you can get the fastest speeds available with Netgear's new Nighthawk X8 AC5300 smart Wi-Fi router. It provides speeds of up to 5.3 gigabits per, section, per second, and tri-band Wi-Fi delivers more Wi-Fi to more devices in your home. The Netgear Nighthawk X8 also has four active antennas. They've got a cool blue light around the top of them. These four antennas amplify your Wi-Fi range. Smart Connect intelligently selects the fastest Wi-Fi band to suit your device and what you're doing. And Ready Cloud USB access means you can secure personal access to USB storage from anywhere. Nighthawk X8, it's the next wave in Wi-Fi and you can learn more about it at netgear.com.au. Tech now. A Tech Guide Review with Stephen Fennig. Kicking off the Tech Guide Reviews this week on the show is the HP Spectre. Now, we mentioned this a few weeks back when it was first announced, but we actually got our hands on this and gave it a review. And this is the HP Spectre 13.3, which also happens to be, ladies and gentlemen, the world's thinnest laptop. It's just 10.4 millimetres thick. Now, for you to get an idea of that thickness without having the product in your hands, of course, then grab a AAA battery, and it's actually thinner than a AAA battery. So get that AAA battery, turn it side on, grip it between your thumb and forefinger. That's how thick the HP Spectre really is. It's got a 13.3-inch screen, That's 33 centimetres in metric. Full HD screen. Uh, It's got a six-row backlit keyboard. The screen, by the way, is covered edge-to-edge in Gorilla Glass, so it makes it really durable and scratch-resistant. Weighs only 1.1 kilograms. And this sort of device, honestly, you need to hold it in your hand to appreciate just how thin it is. But there's one perception, though, when people hold a thin and light device, the the first thing they think is, well, if it's so small and thin and light, then it can't be powerful. Well, that's not the case here. The HP Spectre has pretty much a a lot of brawn under the hood as well. It's got an Intel Core i7 processor. You can only have an i5 if you want to, but still plenty of processing power. It's got 8 gig RAM as standard, you can also uh, spec it up to up to 512 gig of solid state drive storage. Now, as I said, there's a lot of, uh, I've seen lots of devices that made, had to make a lot of sacrifices to achieve that thin, that, that thin design. But in HP's case, they've really done a great job in offering sleek design, thin thin dimensions, but also maintaining the power of the unit. Uh, the the device itself is is brilliantly constructed. It looks really sleek. It's got two tone design. The hinge uh, looks like it disappears into into the uh, the keyboard the 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 panel. But it, it it is really clever engineering because it gives you it gives it that integrity and an actual hinge, but doesn't look like it's a hinge in the first place. Now in performance wise. This this is this unit can, can power through anything you throw at it. And I'm talking like intensive devices, like you may be doing some video editing or photo editing, rendering, 3D animation, some computer-aided design. It can power through this uh, because it's got that potential to be i7, have that i7 process on board. Even the i5 is pretty powerful when you think about it. Now, one thing, too, that thin devices normally suffer from is they, they, well, those specs for a start, uh, that, that i7, 8GB of RAM, uh, solid-state drive, they tend to generate a lot of heat. And, and devices with chassis as small as this one generally can't handle that problem. But in this case, HP has done a great job with this. What they've done, they've got a cooling system that not uh, only pushes out the warm air, but also sucks in cold air at the same time. So this is a great way for, for to keep it thin, to keep it light, but most importantly, to keep it cool. During our use of the device, we hardly felt any heat coming off this at all, which I think is a pretty, pretty great sign, a great achievement, uh, an engineering achievement from HP. The connectivity, there are three USB type C ports, USB C ports, Two of them can support Thunderbolt 3, so if you're transferring lots of data, this can smash it through really fast data data connections. Uh, you can also, of course, use it as to transfer data uh, with a USB thumb drive. Uh, it's also your power as well, so you can you can power the device through USB 2 uh, as well. So USB C really handy. So uh, from, from all, all points of view so far, not too bad. The audio, uh, they, they do make a big deal about saying that it's uh, got Bang & Olufsen audio on board. Well... We dug a little deeper here, and it, in fact, it isn't a Bang & Olufsen speaker. It's a HP speaker that you're listening to. It's just being tuned by Bang & Olufsen. So look, it looks great uh, to, to say that it's got Bang & Olufsen on board, but I have to say that the sound quality was no better or worse than what we've heard on other laptops. In fact, I found that the sound level of the Spectre was a little bit low. Its top volume wasn't loud enough. In my, I've, heard, I've heard louder on other laptops as well. But the battery is a big tick here. And again, people thinking, well, it's thin and light. Of course, they're going to cut back on the battery. But what they've actually done, HP very cleverly, have used four prismatic battery cells. So they've spread them all around the chassis, inside the chassis where they had room. So rather than having one big lump of a battery, they've actually spread the batteries out connected them of course but there are four of them four cells in there so that it can uh, where the space allows you can still have the battery and so it adds up to having a normal big battery and Lasts up to eight for us. Uh, the HP said about nine hours for us. It lasts about eight, eight and a half hours. So, and we were watching videos, using Wi-Fi, Bluetooth was on the whole, sh- uh, the whole kit and caboodle. So uh, we were using it as our normal device, and I'd say big tick on the battery side. The HP Spectre thirteen point three, the world's thinnest laptop. You can read all about it. It's actually priced at $2,000 from $2,299. And you can read our complete review at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Well, hands up if you've got a GoPro camera. There's plenty of people that do. These action cameras are as popular as ever it was uh, they've been around for a few years now and what 's made them popular apart from the, the new models that keep coming out the popularity of the action camera is that you can strap this thing mount this thing on virtually anything there are so many mounts so many options out there and GoPro have actually released a few more just this week the first is the pro handlebar seat post pole mount so this is a compact little little uh, mount that allows you to attach it to fixtures, so poles, with a, with a diameter between 22.2 millimeters and 35 millimeters. So uh, it's ideal for your bike handlebars or a pole on the bike, maybe uh, if you're a kayaker, it might fit on your oar. Uh, that, that, so that, that kind of mount option is now open with this new pro handlebar slash seat post slash pole slash or whatever, however you want to use it, this mount. The other is a pro seat rail mount. Now, this is allows you to fit a, a GoPro camera under the saddle of your bike or any kind of similar structure there. And you can view, If in the case of a bike, you can view from the the view behind you, so where you're coming from, you can see what uh, that film as well. So you're you're moving away from that, but it is a great way to film what you're passing through. Now, the other mount is not just a mount; it's actually also a backpack. It's called the Seeker. Now, what this is is a backpack. looks like a regular backpack, but has three mounting positions on the backpack itself. There's a chest mount, there's a removable shoulder strap mount, and there's a three-way side mount, so you can uh, extend it to be higher than your shoulder. Inside is also storage for up to five GoPros, complete with their water housings and room to put cables and memory cards and things like that, as well as it being weatherproof uh, and allow you to film with keeping still keeping your hands free uh, while you're on the go. The pricing for those three products, the, the Pro Seat Rail Mount, $64.95. The Pro Handlebar Seat Post Slash Pole Mount is ninety four ninety five; dollars And that Seeker Backpack, $259.95. If you're a GoPro fan, I strongly urge you check them out. They're pretty cool mounts. That Seeker Backpack looks a winner too. If you want to see them for yourself, you can check them out at techguide.com.au. And wrapping up our reviews for this week is a new set of earphones from Jabra. They've been pretty busy this year. They've released a few, uh, I think, two or three pairs of earphones this year. Uh, in this time out, though, we're talking about the Halo Smart Wireless Intelligent Stereo earphones. Now, these are obviously great for listening to music, but they've got a neckband style and have been built for people to make it just as enjoyable and high quality as, as it is to listen to your music, it's also just as easy to answer all your phone calls. Ideal if you're a person on the go, wants to be connected, wants to be able to listen to their music, but the new, the new Halo smart earphones allow you to do both. Now, there was a survey that Jabra commissioned that said 79% of users wanted one set of headphones that can handle their calls and their music. And with the Jabra Halo Smart, I think they've done it. These new headphones sound great, but more importantly, making calls also sounds just as good. So they've got microphones and technology to make your calls even clearer when you're even in the busiest places. Now, with the in the neckband, you'll hear a little, you'll feel a vibration in your neck to know there's a call coming in. So you can even use Siri or Google Now for voice commands through the dedicated button a button on the device. Uh, and you can, to answer your phone, you can, you can simply put one earpiece in place. If you want to hear your music, you can, you can put both inside. There's a little magnet that attaches the, ear, the earpieces when you're not using, using them, so they hang around your neck quite securely. The, they have up to 15 hours of music listening time and up to 17 hours of talk time which is handy because you can wear these all day and be able to hear your music, make your calls, all without compromising anything. The Jabra Halo Smart Wireless Earphones, they're available from mid-July and available in colours Impact Red, Electric Blue and Black. They are priced at one hundred and twenty-nine ninety-five. and if you want to check them out, you can do that at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. There's a lot of valuable stuff stored on your computer. Think about it. Family photos, videos, tax and work documents. Well, what would you do if all of a sudden they were all gone, encrypted and impossible to retrieve? That there, ladies and gentlemen, is called ransomware. That's malware that locks you out of your own files and then demands you pay up or lose access to them Forever. This unfortunately is on the rise in Australia. In fact, Australia is now the most targeted country for ransomware attacks in the southern hemisphere. Norton Security Premium is a powerful internet security solution that can help keep you safe from ransomware by identifying and warning you against those dodgy files before you click and backing up your files from your PC to the cloud so you'll always have a copy if anything goes awry. To learn more about how to protect your online Online life. Visit au.norton.com. Tech guide. now answering all your tech questions. The Tech Guide Help Desk. I got a call this week for the Tech Guide Help Desk, and it was, and I've had this question actually a few times on the radio, and people ask me in person about batteries and what happens to your batteries over time. You find that if you've got a phone or a laptop computer with a rechargeable lithium-ion battery on board, then over time it loses its ability to hold charge. Now, the reason for that is, is because there are what they call charging cycles on a battery. And I think the easiest way to explain this is that every time you recharge a battery, you're shaving a little bit of lifespan off it. So it, it, the lithium polymer battery can lose about 20% of its capacity after a 1,000 charge cycles. So you think of, say, that's in two years, you're charging your phone every day, so then you suddenly you find the battery doesn't last as long. That's why, because you're wearing out the cathode inside the battery inside the lithium polymer battery so every time you recharge your phone or your laptop you are taking a few seconds off its maximum battery capacity and if you charge erratically or keep your your battery connected to power all the time that can also help the battery degrade even faster as well so that's a little answer there. There's been a few people have been asking about that, why uh, they've had a phone for a couple of years. It doesn't seem to be holding as charged as it once did. Same deal for the laptops. Uh, that's the reason why, because over time, that battery capacity degrades. Its ability to store that power do, is reduced over time. So uh, that is the solution for that. And if you, you if you do charge your battery, though, correctly, like don't overcharge so don't keep it connected all the time uh when when you first get a new device let it run completely dead then completely charge it do that three or four times to begin with and that kind of begins the cycle of the battery and keeps the battery in good health so that is what you need to do you're listening to tech guide And that is our show for this week. You can read about everything, of course, that we've talked about at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, info at techguide.com.au. You can also hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Stephen Fennec, and that's Stephen spelled with a PH. That's at Stephen Fennec. So follow me there. Feel free to comment. I will promise I will reply if you say good day. A special thanks, too, to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs. And another shout-out as well to our other sponsor, Norton, the company that can help keep you, your family, and your device safe online thanks so much for listening it's been a pleasure having you with us once again we look forward to you joining us again next week so until then as we always say stay safe and stay connected